All right, before we get the episode started, we want to shout out our tour sponsor, African Pride. African Pride, Every making s- great products for you and I on our hair. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start talking and I was like, no, let me let him finish. Um, I got to resolve the cord. <laughs> yes. Every week we are giving away a wonderful giveaway box with a bunch of African Pride goodies. We have... Um, what do we have in here? We have edge control. We have black caster miracle oil. We have conditioner. We have shampoo chat. We have all of the things inside of this box. And the winner, or we will pick the winner for this week's episode by having you go to the most recent African pride post. And their Instagram is my African pride. Yes. On Instagram. Their Instagram is at my African pride. And all you're going to do is comment the love hour sent me here. Mm-hmm. Should you tag us or just the love hour? <coughs> Do the at love hour podcast. Yeah. Sent me here. Okay. Okay. And we will go through and pick one of those comments and give you a gift box. And make sure your alerts are on because we be trying to tell y'all y'all one. We be and DMing then y'all. Y'all don't be DMing Y'all us. don't be DMing us back though. So, so make sure all your stuff is on. Okay. So that's how we're going to choose. Go to the most recent My African Pride Instagram post. Comment. Tag at the love hour p- podcast sent me here. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Now let's get started with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And if you notice that our outfits are the same, no Mind judgment. your business. Mind your business, indeed. We are shooting two episodes because right now we in Mexico hey. with our shirts off. Actually, we're not in Mexico this week. Yeah. We finna be in Mexico. <laughs> we're preparing to be in Mexico. We're in Mexico in our minds. Yes, but my son is graduating from middle school. And that's what we're And my mom will be into ta- in town and we want to get, we don't want to leave y'all hanging. So we're uh, filming as many episodes as we can as possible, which is two. <laughs> <laughs> If you're new to the Love Hour podcast, thank you so much for joining us. The Love Hour is a podcast where we talk about life, love, then the pursuit of happiness. I'm struggling, child. We base everything off of our own experiences. We are very honest and transparent. I was just actually reading a comment, and one of the comments said, thank you for being so brave when sharing your marriage with us. And I always have, like, a moment where I'm like, I don't know if this is, like, really a good thing or if this is, like, really dumb. It is Definitely a conscious choice. It is. Because one, I, I, I think one of the reasons I like doing it is to help people. That's by far mm-hmm. in a way. And I know that's where your heart is. Number two, to dispel this rumor or myth that we're relationship goals, meaning that we have a perfect relationship that is without work, mm-hmm. without obstacle. Right. Uh, and I think those two things were like made me realize people be like, man, you if you listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, they be going through yeah. the same stuff that we be Absolutely. going through. You know, I think we were talking about this on your your book club um live this morning. Um which I don't know if this is a topic or something, but I feel like we should delve into that. Delve day. into what? The um the the Come As You Are book. Okay. About you learning about your aggress or not aggressors, accelerators Accelerates and breaks and breaks and how that made me feel. Okay. And, and and I wanted to talk about that in, in depth. Well, we can, it'll probably tie in today with our... Um, okay, perfect. You know perfect. what I'm, you know yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. say? Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. let's go. Oh, yeah. Okay, so cool. All right. This Did you have something else to say? No, no, that was it. Oh, I didn't know if you finished your thoughts. Those are the two things. It was that it it's a little bit um, weird <laughs> to be on display. Yeah. The realness of it. Mm-hmm. It's not... We just do not share our wins. We share our wins... Our losses, we share things that are happening in real time. Yes. And uh, I, I was telling you this this morning, uh, when you, you've been sharing this story in the Love Hour about the, the Mother's Day gift, and to hear some of the words I've said back mm-hmm. replayed, it'd be like, boy, Kev, you be tripping. <laughs> yeah. And I know people probably think, oh, Kev is a perfect husband. He's so tall. He's so athletic. He's so fast. Tall and Handsome. fast make you a good husband. And Those man. are the attributes, oh, characteristics. Perfection. <laughs> and and I am a working husband. I'm just like everybody, every other husband, working to be better for you. Yes. And the one thing I'll say to finish off this thought, I'm realizing in year 15 of marriage, you have to put in the same work 
as year one, year three, year five, year seven. You're, because we're constantly growing and constantly evolving. What We talk about this in the Love Hour this year, which I won't give away, but part of it, because you should attend, um, but part of it is that what made me tick early on may not be what makes me tick now. And you can't get so comfortable in expecting that you know in and out of who I am and not allow me that room, you or me, you know, mm-hmm. that room to grow and evolve because as people we're constantly growing and evolving. And I love to make sports references for the men that listen, the great coaches who, who coach for 10, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. they have to evolve. The, the coaches have to go yes. because the game evolves. The I game of you. basketball right now, the game Michael Jordan and Reggie Miller played, sure. it's not the game they're playing now. Sure. So if you're trying to bring them old philosophies to the Warriors, it's not the same thing. I was watching this clip of this basketball. It was the finals, and Reggie Miller, Miller was playing. The final score was 69 to 67. Oh, wow. That is like a halftime score now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In, in the playoffs, you know? So it's just interesting about life, like even in everything rap, yeah. film, Rev Run, everything. rapping style. We talk about this on Rights It's Rights so dated. If he, when he rapped on that BT cypher, we were like, boy, yeah, you sound old. old. Yeah. They ain't rapping like that. That's and then, so like, true. Playboy, Playboy Cardi is like, how the fuck is he? I don't know. Is that a new rapper? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they don't be saying the clear same. words. Sure, it's all mumble rap. words don't be thing. clear. Yeah. Beat fire, ad yes. lib central. Child, I don't know what you said. I was like, beat fire? What does that mean? <laughs> you is somebody's mama. What that beat fire? Your you behind going to beat fire was, if you don't get in there to get off that phone. I was like, what did you just There's going to be some fire. I know you got that Holy Ghost. It's going to be fire. Shut up in your bones. Shut up. And close my door. <laughs> You're going to be somebody's mama watching stories. I know. Close my door and finish my stories up. I'm somebody's mama right now. I'm worried about what you going to be as an old woman. I'm already. I age myself because I always say movies wrong. Oh, I my gosh. <laughs> Melissa, you are turning into full mom. We left these theaters. This woman said, y'all, y'all don't. We, we left Guardians of the Galaxy. How did y'all like that Pirates of the Galaxy <laughs> and the Guardians of the Caribbean? Y'all, did y'all like that film? Yeah, I like the Avengers Infinity Games. I really like I will, that. Isn't it Infinity? No, it's Infinity in. Infinity War. You always mix one real movie from yeah. another movie. Yeah, I do. Y'all watch that Spider-Man Homegoing? <laughs> That's Homecoming. what it's called. Homecoming. See? Oh, thank you. <laughs> you got that Homecoming service. Hit Homegoing. Did he die in that one? He died in that Homegoing service? I don't know why these titles are so similar. Spider-Man? They shouldn't be interchangeable that way. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> you just picked the... What, where did Pirates of the uh, Caribbean come from when you were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I think I said... Oh, I did say Pirates it's of the Galaxy. Of the... Pirates of the Galaxy. Yeah. See, you thought that was right again. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even realize your mistake. And you also haven't seen those movies. I haven't seen Pirates of the Caribbean. I know. And you hadn't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. No, I have seen Galaxies. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxies. <laughs> anyway, I am turning yeah. somebody's mom too young for this. Um, okay, so we, I don't know how we got on that, but we were talking about, uh, we start every episode off with a this or that question. And this week's this or that question is this question that's circulating. The interwebs. Social, yeah, the interweb, interweb social medias. Um, would you, excuse me. I'm not going to drink coffee. Would you allow your child to spend a summer with Beyonce and Jay Z? This For a million yes, dollars. that no. <laughs> <laughs> For one million dollars. Would you rather let them spend a summer with Jay Z and Beyonce for a million dollars or stay broke? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many of our followers have a million dollars. Right. Including us. Including us. Okay, so what is your answer? Uh <coughs> nah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the hard pass as well. This is my this is the thing. Here's how I feel about kids. Okay. You get one chance. At? At doing it right. You mess your kid's life up. Oh, got you. I was like, that one summer with Jay-Z and Beyonce ruins them, and they're 10 and 12, they're ruined forever. They are ruined forever. I think about Thanksgiving in 20 years Mm -hmm. when the kids come home with their little families, and they come visit, and they got grandbabies. Yep. I don't want to ruin that. Uh, Yeah. A million dollars is not worth my children's sanctity or safety. And I don't know the innocence. And not, right. And I think that's the point is that not that you, um, I'm not saying, nor would I presume that Jay Z or Beyonce are bad people. They are pedophiles. They They are just strangers. But at the end of the day, they are strangers. And I wouldn't allow my child to go with some Joe Blow that 
you know, off the street for a summer. I don't care that I've seen you on stages performing because I don't know that you. That is our greatest mistake. Yeah. We assume that, and Beyonce and Jay-Z, especially Beyonce, she don't let you into her life like that? Child, no. Even her uh, Coachella, as much as people were saying it was an intimate view, it was still... Two hours of it. It 14 was, minutes was never before and, seen And that footage. was very distanced. You know what I mean? It really was like... There was no hidden camera. It was very distanced. Yeah. I mean, but it was still very selective. Like, yes, I'm going to let you in my life, but it's going to be a very selective view selective into my life. Um, so, I mean... And I listen. I stand Beyonce. Like, yeah. don't get it twisted. I am a fan. But um, a whole summer, my child, my baby, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, they might be in the no. Luminati's too. I don't know if they're in the Luminati's as well. The uh, Luminati child, I believe it's all a joke. Y'all can hate me if you want Luminati. to. Luminati. Um, so, no, my, my babies, they stay right here with me. I send them to their grandmas for free, though. Child, gone. Help you push. Bobby missing them too. You do. They be. They don't miss us, though. They don't. We come home, they be like, what up? Well, don't black guy head not me. Yeah, I know. I'd be But sad. also, I'm glad you know that. What up, father? <laughs> That's what Isaiah says when I come home. The, oh, yeah. Isaiah only says mother and father. And Joe's just like, I ain't playing the game. Yeah. I so, think I don't. Can you leave me it's alone? It's happening, Liz. What? They're growing and they evolving are, and turning into real teenagers that don't care about Isaiah us? Isaiah broke my heart in Hawaii. Tell us. We were in Maui as a family, and he was like, my friends going to the beach. I would rather be with them. I was like. Meanwhile, we're at a beach in Maui. And he Better so, beach than Santa Monica Pier. You've been to a million times. And he was like times. totally. Glossy eyed yeah, McGee. Yeah, he was sad. But I remember that when I was a kid. I was, there's I nothing see. my parents could have did that was fun. That's true. I'd rather pick stand up with my friends than went to Disneyland with my parents. <laughs> so. We used to go to our friend's house and just watch what we was already watching at home. Yep. But it seems so much better as a show at their house. It's, it's, these are facts. 100%. So we're in agreement. Yeah. Our parenting styles are the same. Not, that's my children. We're a united front. Yeah. Send your letter, Beyonce, so we could be tempted. Would you, what if Beyonce called you and was like, Liz, this is me, Beyonce. I sound like Michael Jackson a little bit. I was like, what? Is I can't do voice? her voice. But she, what if she called you? The answer's still no, girl. What if she came to the house? I'm taking every selfie I can, and then I'm going to say, can I have no. your kids? Then that's kind of weird, anyways. Beyonce come to the house and ask for your kids. Yeah, that's Hello, so nice weird. to meet you. Can I have your children? Yeah, that's summer? super weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so sorry, B, J, can't have Zay. <laughs> I wanted their a uh, couple name to be BJ. By the way, no, it didn't catch on. Okay, so we're gonna move BJ's, on. BJ's though, huh? BJ's. BJ's. What? BJ. You know what else starts with a B? Blue Chew. I had no idea what BJ said. Well, if you have a blue chew, a blue a blue chew, a BJ, you can be ready for a BJ. <laughs> but if you're not in the mood, blue chew can get you in the mood. I need you to recognize when I'm like not catching I on saw and you, just keep I going. I saw your eyes glaze over. I I hear the. <laughs> it's not turn- you're like are you talking about the food place no I'm no like, i'm talking about what the- are you telling me the okay so why so explain to people what bj is in case they're to blow job oh right here that's we are where you uh fellatio yeah you fellatio that pp okay uh people like it couples like it uh men are our fans um and sometimes you need a little help getting there it you could do. be if you suffer from ed erectile dysfunction it could be if you're exhausted exhausted you're not in the mood whatever the reason is but regardless of the reason blue chew is here to help it's not just for those who suffer from like erectile dysfunction it's also for those who want added performance yes an extra oomph in the bedroom an extra oomph in the bedroom vacation times matter of fact i need to pack mine for mexico i just saw a packet today can you go and throw it in my suitcase i sure can (laughs) and uh because we're gonna be on that beach you feel Hence me? the reason we're perfor- uh, recording this today. Yeah, we're performing early so we can perform late. Oh my gosh, I can't. So right now, you guys know about Blue Chew. They are a 
enhancement to the male performance, whether you suffer from um, some sort of erectile dysfunction or not. You just want an extra oomph in the bedroom to allow you to last longer. Um, Blue Chew can help you get there because everyone deserves an erection. Um, Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com. Thank you. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code LOVEHOUR. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, use promo code LOVEHOUR. Just pay $5 for shipping when you visit BlueChew. That's B-L-U-E, just like the color. Chew.com. Enter promo code LOVEHOUR to try the product for free. Just pay $5 for shipping. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we think them for sponsoring and being friends of the podcast friends of the podcast indeed okay and they are y'all y'all know that we they're added in our um love our podcast starter kit so oh yeah yeah anything that's added to our spot our podcast starter kit is love our approved and they've been added they're probably bj approved bj approved vacation approved Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to vacations and listen and summer's coming up child Men, get your lives. Vacation sex is a thing. Blue Chew should be a thing. Amen. So right now what we're going to do is transition into the topic for the day. And what we want to do is actually, since we're doing the Love Hour Live, is give people, our listeners, um, insight into what the live experience is like. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is cover what we covered in the Love Hour Live last year. Word. You ready? Treyway. Yep. So the Love Hour Live, of course, is the live experience. It is the podcast, but we take it on the road when we're doing, um, Kev's doing the Real Community Social Media Tour. And during that time, again, it's just like the live version, but we talk about topics that we haven't covered or give a different perspective than what we've given in um, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So last year, we always have a theme for the for the live experience. And last year's theme was one thing I wish my spouse knew. Yes. So I spoke from the woman's perspective and said, this is one thing I wish my husband's, my husband knew. And then Kevin spoke from his perspective and said, this is one thing I wish my wife knew. Yep. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. I was looking for agreement because I feel like we're at the live experience, mm-hmm. but you guys and are just you listening. you say that makes sense on the stage. I know because uh, thankfully Joshua's here, so he's nodding his head in agreement. But because I am such a teacher, I'm always looking for that like yes. affirmation, like yes. feedback. Me, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm Feed following me back. you. I understand what you're saying. Like I'm always looking for that. Yeah. So anyway. Um, What we did was we introduced this concept of um, the cycle of brokenness Mm -hmm. and the cycle of brokenness has three or two parts. Three, three, the brokenness cycle, three Mm -hmm. parts as the brokenness cycle, the momentum cycle and the jumpstart cycle. So did I do the brokenness cycle? We started with the jumpstart. Okay, go. The jumpstart is just like a car battery. Sometimes your battery's dead and your car won't start. And the jumpstart is you putting that you know, black and red thing on there, turning on the other car and getting it going. That's when you guys have been beefing and, you know, one of you guys cracks a joke to try to break the ice and make the other not be so mad. That is the jump start for my, Melissa and I. We talked about this on last week's episode. Sometimes I'll try to give Melissa a sensual hug when we've been. Beefing. That is your jump start. That is my that is my jump start. That is your jump. And start. it is my olive branch. Like, hey, I know we've been arguing or we've been at odds, but I would like to begin the healing process Mm -hmm. and it's me dipping my toes in the water to see if you are completely ice cold frigid Mm -hmm. or warm and sometimes you respond better than others but so far it's been mostly successful Um, I think you acknowledge that we (laughs) (laughs) that we've been beefing or whatever and you don't want it to continue yeah and I you know that's what I do what do you do um yeah no I just need a full cycle of let me get over this (laughs) (laughs) So am I always the jump starter in our relationship? You might be. So what if I don't feel like jump starting one time? How are we going to get out of it? I guess we'll have to see when you don't feel like it. And then I. BJ uh, would help if you wanted to start that off because I don't care how mad I am at you. That'll make me happy. You could have socked me. That goes back to the um, stressors and accelerators and brakes for um, men and women. There's been so many times I've been trying to be mad at you and I don't. You'd be like. I don't know. It's just hard to remain mad at you. Oh, I'm endearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the jumpstart cycle, the momentum cycle. But we haven't gone over it. We're going to finish with um, 
Okay. So the momentum cycle is the cycle that you want to live in in your relationship. And that is when you and your spouse are on good terms and you're feeding into um, each other's um, love tanks. Yep. And so out of it's not. Um, what did we say? It's not like out of obligation. It's yep. not scorekeeping. It is very much that I feel fulfilled fulfilled in my love tank. My husband is fulfilled in his love tank and we're pouring into one another. Yes. And that um, pouring creates its own momentum. It feeds unto itself and it creates its own momentum. Absolutely. And that's the uh, cycle you want to live in. And obviously, you know, life is dynamic and you're not always going to be in the momentum cycle. But the point would be to live there as much as possible in order to um, have and keep a healthy, happy relationship. Yes. And it is impossible to stay there forever. Oh, for sure. You just... Life happens. Life happens. Life happens. Sometimes there's things that happen in your life that aren't necessarily the... Uh, the fault of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Like you, I remember sometimes at work, uh, dating back to Boeing, especially when I worked jobs that I didn't like, mm-hmm. uh, and just being like having a bad day at work and, and just carrying that at home. Yeah. And unintentionally you want to be able to check that stuff at the threshold of the door, but you can't always. Yes. And I think one of the negatives of email on your phone mm-hmm. is it often brings work home into the house. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when we worked at the bank, like the moment you left clocked out, Outside of stress of sales goals, there was no way for new work information to happen. But right. when I was at ADD and I'd get a script or notes or whatever and or some bad news via mm-hmm. email late at night, yeah. sometimes that carries right into the, to the bedroom. That happens on the tour. We yeah. find out a venue's been oversold or something like that. You just be like, oh. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just it carries into your life. Absolutely. Um, and so the last part is the broken cycle. And this is the cycle where you and your spouse are both deficient. And you don't want to um, stay or live in that broken cycle because we've been talking about this to hurt people, hurt people. And when you're yes. broken or deficient, it's hard to pour into your spouse right. and um, your patience can be thin. Your emotional connection can be low. Like all of those things kind of create a tent environment yeah. in the home yeah. and it can make you feel very um, separated and it can feel very isolated and lonely. All of the above. All of the above. It's a cycle of emotional brokenness. And the idea is you you want to stay in the momentum cycle. Right. Uh, sometimes you dip into the broken cycle. You jumpstart to get out of the broken cycle into the momentum cycle. Yeah. No matter what, you will always be vacillating between those two. Right. Um, but what happens is if you stay too long in the broken cycle, then you go into the divorce cycle. Right. And you are broken Irrevocably. Yes. Irrevocably. Is that irrevocably? Irrevocably. I said it all the way wrong, but I know what you're trying to say. Okay. Um, So, our definition of the brokenness cycle is when a woman is emotionally empty outside the bedroom, she becomes emotionally absent inside the bedroom. And when a man is emotionally empty inside the bedroom, he becomes emotionally absent outside the bedroom. And in a nutshell, what we're trying to get at is that men and women have different emotional needs. Yes. And for the most part, a woman's emotional needs are met outside of the bedroom right. and a man's emotional needs are often met inside of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And if I'm emotionally broken, then it's hard for me to be present for my husband inside of the bedroom and if he's feeling emotionally broken it's hard for him to be present for me outside of the bedroom and again that's how you find yourself in this cycle of in in the brokenness stage of this cycle um which is i can't pour into you you can't pour into me we feel isolated we feel lonely there's tension there's arguments my patience is low like you find yourself there because you haven't been able to connect and what happens is you get into this difficult vicious cycle where say I'm mad because I'm not getting none in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not available for you outside yeah, of the bathroom, right. out, outside of the bedroom. Right. So me not being available to you makes you less likely to be available to me in the bedroom. And then I just, oh, well, she ain't giving me none. I ain't going to talk to her. Right. We ain't talking to me, so I ain't going to give him none. Right. And then now you're just like, well, right. and it takes somebody to say, you know, to intervene. Me, to intervene. I'm not getting it anyway, so let me. Uh, try and just have a great conversation with her, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully that... Someone has to be the bigger person. Otherwise, the point of a cycle is that it just goes like this. Just a circle. Yeah, it's just a circle and feeding unto itself. And the so less... something has to intervene to stop it. Yes, you have to break the wheel like Daenerys Targaryen. All right, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but you should have watched Game of Thrones by now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, and I think um, what happens is, it's just as people, your pride gets in the way. 
Yes, often. And you don't, especially, okay, for, so for example, this hasn't happened to me yet, but say I'm always the one going in to give the hug mm-hmm. to, to break it, mm-hmm. to break the cycle. And what happens, actually, I'm going to make a different point than I was making. What happens is a either of us could be the initiator to try to break the cycle. If the other person's not receptive, mm-hmm. like say I go to give you a hug, right, yeah. to try to break it, and you're like, man, get off me. Yeah. I'm still mad. Yeah. Now, because I went out of my way to try to break it and you are not weren't receptive of that, I'm going to be even more angry. Sure. So inevitably, I'm going to go in the room, watch whatever, Seinfeld, Game of Thrones, whatever, old episodes of The Office, and yeah. be like, man, forget her. And then you come around an hour later, two days later, like, hey, man, you want to talk? Yeah. No, nah, I'm good. And now you're like, oh, see, and now you feel the same way I felt. And next thing you know, it's a week or two weeks and we've been beefing, yep. you know. So that ends up happening a lot. So although very difficult, one of you has to accept that mm-hmm. because it's hard to be the initiator to try to break that cycle. Absolutely. So it, that was hard. It's maturity. It's maturity. So the other person in in the best case scenario will be available to meet you there, even though they're still upset. Right. In an effort to not descend further into a broken cycle. Right. And. Because the further you descend, the longer you stay in there, the, the harder it's going to be to come out and harder it is to come out. Yeah. OK, so uh, we broke it into three different sections in as far as um, what I wish you knew. Mm-hmm. So the first one is intimacy. Yes. So, husband, what I wish you knew is that intimacy for a woman is spelled T-I-M-E and T-A-L-K. Yeah, girl. I know, that's right? You go do it. That's what the movie Yeah, is girl. Like. Snappity snap. I'm uh, natural. <laughs> so again, going back to the idea that um, I need you to be present for me outside of the bedroom. Uh, women require time and talk. We re- require your time and your conversation in order to make that intimate connection. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the sayings that's always people always say is, oh, girl, once you have once he has your mind, her body is easy. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason like that even exists is because a lot of times um, once a woman's mind is like focused on you and she's good with you, we've made that connection outside of the bedroom, whether that's through spending time together, that's having, you know, these long drawn out conversations that are very vulnerable and honest and transparent. Yeah. Once we get there and we feel that connection, it's very easy to commit her body to, or to get her body. It's easy for us to commit our body. Commit that body uh, to your boy. But that's difficult to do when I when you feel that there's an emotional divide. Yes, because for you, See, men, for better or for worse, we can, once your body is ready, your mind falls into alignment. Wait, for who? Men. Oh, uh-huh. For me. I'll speak mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. If my body's ready, my mind's like, man, forget whatever we was on. Mm-hmm. That butt don't do we. Right. You want that butt? Mm-hmm, I do. But women, if your mind is not there, you it's, it's, I'll speak for you instead of women. For you, if mm-hmm. you're, if you, there's been times where we haven't felt close. Right. We've been beefing, whatever. Right. Uh, we're not talking. It's hard to get your mind to go there. Absolutely. Because you, all you, what are you, is you're like, man, I'm just thinking about whatever. So I'll we actually, don't feel close. Um, we don't feel close, but also in reading, um, Come As You Are. Yeah, Come As You Are. By Emily Nagowski. By, Emily Nagowski. Yes. So in um, the book, in this book that I'm reading by Emily Nagowski, it's called Come As You Are, um, which by the way, if you haven't joined my book club, you absolutely should. It's a growing budding community. It is a growing budding community. It has, I want to say we're cl- closing in on a thousand members. It is, yeah, we haven't been doing it, but maybe three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and It's lit in there. It is lit in there. It's a, it's a, it's a community. It's a sisterhood. It's a bond that um, I didn't even realize would like sprout you know, from this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a book that we read every single month. This book, this month we're reading, we're finishing up um, Come As You Are by Emily Nagowski. Even if you join the book club late, I highly recommend this book. Like yes. you, if you are single, if you are celibate, if you are married, if you've been married for one year, if you've been married for 30 years, I recommend this book. Um, I recommend this book because it gives a lot of insight into accelerators and breaks and all of these things. And my preferred way of listening or listening, reading this book has been on Audible. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a busy woman. I travel quite often. I do a million and one things all of the time. And so the idea of sitting down and I love to read, but sitting down and reading a book isn't always something I have time to do. Right. Okay. Um, so Audible allows me to read, and but on the go. Right. Okay. Um, so it is freaking fantastic. 
Audible has titles that I absolutely love. Every book that we will be um, reading in my book club will be available on Audible. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend number one, joining the book club and then using Audible because I know as a mama period, yeah. you are busy in your life. It allows you to listen while you're doing your makeup, I cleaning, listen, cleaning, driving on the way to the airport, on the plane. And you just don't, I mean, Traveling, you can't read and drive. No. And yeah. remember when you used to commute, you used to be listening while driving all the time. And if you have a desk job and they allow you to listen to um, Books earphones. earphones yeah. Yeah. It allows so you, you to listen while you work. Yes. it allow, If you have a desk job, it allows you to listen while you work. Yeah. Um, which, again, is one of my favorite things. Because sometimes you want to listen to music and sometimes you want to learn. You, you know get what I mean? tired of music. I, get, I do get tired of music. And it allows you to go back and forth. Yeah. Start listening with the 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals for Free. Visit audible.com slash love hour or text love hour to 500 500. Again, that's audible.com slash love hour or text love hour. That's L O V E H O U R to 500 500. Again, the book that we are reading this month is Come As You Are by Emily Nagowski. And she just confirmed that she will be a guest on the podcast. So, Read the book. Shout out to you for the cold reach I'm out. I'm so excited to oh, have her. I am. Just DM it. DM. I t- totally slid in her DMs and I emailed her. Um, read the book. If you read nothing but the first chapter, your you mind will be blown. And it's um, beneficial to me as the husband and receiver of the book. Uh, um, yes. Because, uh, I will, well, can we say it one second here? What? One of the things I liked about her book that yeah. I'll say is I used to feel responsible for yeah. your sex drive so, or, yes, or so, sex interest or lack so thereof. So go, going back to the intimacy thing. So keep going. Yeah. So um, men spell intimacy S-E-X. Right. And it's an important part of our life. It is our lifeblood. It makes us feel it's a great barometer for me as far as how healthy we are. Mm-hmm. There's never been a time where we've been having a lot of sex and we've been having marital problems. Right. You know what I mean? Usually when we're struggling in the bedroom, we're struggling mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the marriage it's as well. It's definitely a good thermostat <clears throat> yes. of what's going on. So one thing that I like about this book is that it has you um, owning your sexuality. Which and is so important. It's so empowering and important, I feel like, for women to own their sexuality. And part of owning it is the knowledge. The knowledge, the understanding. And that's why I think some of this stuff that we do for the love hour is valuable, even if you're not married. Mm -hmm. Because the more you know about yourself, Mm -hmm. the more prepared you are for a partner. You can tell your potential husband, look, uh, for example, uh, whatever is my my accelerator, it's this, this, Mm -hmm. and that. These are sensitive breaks or I have sensitive breaks or whatever. So just let's explain that really quickly. So what she talks about is that there is no such thing as a sex drive. Right. Okay. That's already very mind blowing. Right. And what she says is that a drive is something that you need for survival. So hunger Hunger. is a drive. Thirst Thirst. is a drive. Sleep. Sleep, she Mm -hmm. actually says, is a drive. These are things that you need in order to survive. Yeah. Sex is a desire. Yes. And that desire is managed by your accelerators and your brakes. Right. So once you understand um, these are my accelerators, meaning these are the things that help me get there. They don't necessarily have to be turn on. Um, they can be, but I don't always like to use the word turn on because the connotation Cause tur- yeah, that I have. It's very like this should lead directly to sex. Exactly. A turn on. If you touch me here, right. I'm, I'm in the mood. Right. And what she actually separates desire and arousal. Arousal. Okay. So to me, I be, I would say that your accelerators are arousal. Mm-hmm. They are things that you say, oh, that's a sexual stimulus. Right. And then that arousal turns into desire and then desire can turn into the act. So yep. what you were saying earlier about like, I don't, how do you, um, how does it work with you? So what she would say is. In your mind, it's very noisy. It's a construction site. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things going on. So if your husband, for example, touches you, your mind says, oh, well, that's a sexual stimulus. What do I want to do with that? If you're in a state where your mind is clear, you can process, oh, I think I want more, th- more of that. I'll that's desire. Right. So this is arousal. You, you may continue. Your mind computes what it is and then they turn that into desire okay i want more of that that's desire i can give you okay more. you get it i can give you as much as you want but do you understand what i'm I trying to give you a lot i understand it joshua's nodding and yachting but he got it got okay it. so when your mind is cluttered and there are breaks or or stressors is what i say not breaks mm-hmm. stressors your brain says 
What's going on down there? I'm confused. What's happening? Oh, is that a sexual stimulus? Mm-mm. Nah, not today. Mm-mm. And so what comes and out is, thank you, no thank you. Thank you, next Exactly. Time. Does that make sense? Yes. So it becomes I've... from, this is arousal to, I don't want more of that. That's not a desire. I want you to stop. So sometimes when you rub on your thigh, it leads to booty scooch. Yes. Which is, oh. I want more of that. I'm going to back that thing so up So she on talks there. about Beep. it being like a grocery store Beep. or restaurant. You say, Beep. oh, a restaurant. I'm hungry. So it's one thing to recognize the run, uh, re, it's one thing to recognize the restaurant. It's mm. another thing to say, I want that. So then you go and you order your plate, you taste it or you get a little bit and then you say, oh, no, this is really good. I want more. I love thinking about this with penis. Like, ah, this is really good. Do you I understand what I'm trying to yes. say? Yes. So the point is that. But I like uh, to visualize you saying I want more. OK, but the point me, is, listen to me. You have to manage. Okay, stop. So wait, what's the opposite of that? If you're at the restaurant and you're like, are you passing my restaurant and being like, I'm not hungry at all? No, you always recognize a, a stimulus. You will okay. always recognize the restaurant. You will always recognize the stimulus. It's just a matter of am I in a position where I want more or do I want this to stop? And sometimes it's actually there's an in-between. Do I want more of this? Do I want this to stop? Can I even be at a position of recognizing that this is a stimulus? Got it. Yeah. Because my brain is too noisy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I am so stressed out that I don't, this isn't even, this may be an irritating touch. I, you know, I actually, in, in, in hindsight with this information, I can feel like this is an irritating touch. Yes. Times where you've been like, this is an irritating touch. And how I process it, I don't, it's not, I don't want sex mm-hmm. or it's not, I don't want sex right now. It is I don't want you. Right. And I don't want you. And that and that's we rejection. internalize that rejection rejection without realizing that might not be solely our fault. No. Well, the thing about it is nine times out of ten, it's not because um, it's about, again, she talks about context. Yeah. And context is external circumstances and brain state. It is the two of them. So it is so much more than this is a sexual stimulus. It is, okay, that was a sexual stimulus. Is my brain ready to get there? Mm-hmm. No. If I have stressors in my life, if I have to-do lists, if I have bills that I'm worried about, if I have work that I'm worried about, you always give the example um, nowadays where you're talking about if the house is being foreclosed on as an example. If that's a stressor for me, especially if I'm sensitive to mm-hmm. my breaks, then that would be a stressor on my mind. My brain is not re- this is you can't even get to I, the I sexual thing like there. I and, and and as a man I could be like bro we we finna get foreclosed on tomorrow but tonight did but and it's the opposite for someone who is sensitive to yeah. breaks or sensitive to yeah. um yeah the breaks is what yeah. I want to say so one the last thing I wanted to say on the subject is that um, it is so this is why I recommend this book and honestly just anything about like sexuality and being familiar with your own body is because it gives a lot of times women give that power away to their men and so even for us just as an example I expected you to know so much about me that I didn't know about man me. and so it's like how does that work how am I expecting him to know what I like and what I don't like and what feel? How does that work? And you personally, you weren't much for feedback in that no. department. So I'm literally like, I, is, is and, this good? Is this bad? And she not I saying. feel like that is so common. Oh, absolutely. Because the prize is is for you and therefore you should know what you want. And now I'm like. And they're bumping around with a flashlight. Child, mm, what's in I here? am so completely for every woman learning. Oh, y'all, my hair is sweaty and I don't have a relaxer. Um, what, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start. The point is that um, <laughs> I recommend this book because it allows you to become familiar with your own body. Yeah, And whether you're in a sexual relationship or not, like even if you're celibate, if you've had any sort of relationship with a man or, you know, a woman, whoever, whichever, if you're a male or female, um, you can still. What? You mean like. No, meaning I was talking to women, but honestly, it's the same for men as well. Because oh. men can have sensitive breaks and accelerators. Got you know it, what I mean? Got it, got it. Um, so what I'm saying is that it, even if you've been in a relationship, you know, 
oh, this used to always make me mad or this mm-hmm. would always like turn me off. Or, you mean outside of sex? Outside of sex. That's yeah, my yeah, point yeah. is that outside of sex, you always you know when your body is like, oh, wait a minute. I need to go because I feel like this is about to go somewhere. That would be an accelerator for yeah, you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You also know where maybe you were there. Something happened. Something crossed your mind. You're like, ah, all of a sudden I'm turned off. Those are things you should be aware of as breaks and accelerators. Mm-hmm. So that way when you do get into a long-term committed relationship, you get married. Um, you're fully aware to divulge to your spouse. So this works. This doesn't work. This is an accelerator. Actually, when you do that, that's going to be a break. And I'm highly sensitive to breaks. Or, child, the brakes don't work in my car. Listen, let me ask you this, right? I, um, imagine had we came into our marriage if you were armed with that information. That's what I'm saying. About yourself. Like, I hey, think this. 15 years in. I think that this information specifically should be included in all premarital counseling. Absolutely. Everyone should do this work yeah. ahead of time. Yes. Because the fact of the matter is we are going into the rela- these relationships unarmed. Yeah. And unarmed, uninformed, and unaware. And unprepared. And unprepared. So you don't know about me, but what's worse you is don't, you don't know about you. Exactly. At least in a committed relationship... I should be able to tell you what I like, what's good for me in every facet of my life. Right. I like these movies. And it's interesting. We know a lot about ourselves in other ways. Right. I like these type of dates. I like this type right. of food. I don't but like this type of food. when you grow up in Sex? purity culture, when you grow up in I church, never look at my vagina. it's so, for, uh, so it's forbidden yeah. that, it's, you, that you're stunted. What'd you say? Stigma. It's, yeah. Taking the stigma out of And sex. so it ends up stunting you. And so you go into these relationships. And this is another thing is that you don't realize that you are you've been so infiltrated with these images that are unrealistic that when you don't measure up, you think you're broken and, and something you is wrong. internalize that negatively. And so if your spouse only has, you know, their view of social media, maybe or not social media, but media in general, and maybe they're the higher desire spouse or maybe they're the ones with um I won't say higher desire. I will say um, they're more sensitive to their accelerators than yeah. they are to their brakes. I assess. Um, yes. Then you feel, okay, so that's the norm. That's the standard. I'm not that. I'm messed up. You know what? You said something in your live today in your book club on Lissa's List. You said something that I thought was interesting. The norm in our society is a very active man yes high desire high desire high, desire, high, high accelerator man high desire high low breaks man. no breaks low breaks no breaks anything other than that is considered abnormal, abnormal. and abnormal nobody wants to be abnormal mm-hmm. nobody wants to be told you're normal i use this example when i was much younger i had a heart murmur and yeah. i got rushed to the emergency room and they checked my they checked my uh, uh ekg mm-hmm. electrocardiogram Something um, like that. Yeah, something like that. And it came back abnormal. Mm-hmm. So they hauled all these doctors rushed in. I was freaking out. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. all alone. So they ran more and more tests and they're like, oh, actually, your EKG is normal to you. Right, right, right. It's just not mm-hmm. normal for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it was so scary to be abnormal right. and so reassuring to be normal to myself. Right. So I think if nothing else from this book, if you learn what you like, what is your baseline, what is normal for you, mm-hmm. what accelerates you, what because that's the thing about marriage. It's about learning what you like, right. what your spouse likes, and adjusting because Absolutely. that might change. Maybe right. later in our marriage, you'll be less sensitive or more mm-hmm. sensitive. And, and it's about me knowing enough about you and you sharing enough so that I can adjust Absolutely. to see what, what you like and you might change. And one of the important things about sex is you got to get naked. <laughs> that means taking off the clothes, taking off the panty, and taking off the bra. And the one bra you don't want to take off is a bra from Third Love, because boy, them things are comfortable, aren't Listen. they, Liz? Because I can't speak from experience, but I've heard you say it a lot. Yes, indeed, and that was hysterical. Um, Third Love. Listen, there's that's not, all you've been wearing. It's literally all I've been wearing. I think I've officially transformed my undergarment uh, to and Third Love. And I'm a love. fan. I like the way they uh, look. Yeah, they're they're, they're sleek they're, yet stylish. They're so so comfortable. They're, they're <laughs> so comfortable, so support. They are supportive. They're great. Uh, they're just great bras. They're y'all. great. Like they, they have um, seventy plus sizes. 
That's what we'll say. Mm-hmm. They have 70 plus sizes everywhere from AA, child own up, the alphabet, and then double some of the alphabet. Um, the, all you have to do is take a, a Fit Finder quiz where they size you. They You take these. It's not really measurements, but they give you like the shape of your boobs and all of these things. And then they suggest the correct bra um, for you. It's really amazing. And I have actually found I thought I knew the correct size. And then I actually went with their recommended size because what do I know? Apparently nothing. Um, so you can, it's literally just a few simple questions to find your perfect fit. And it only takes literally about a minute. It doesn't take very long unless you're like me. And I'm like, well, let me think about that. But really it's not hard at all. It's not very intimidating. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And third love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. That is actually my favorite part of this whole thing that if you don't like it, it's not just going to the garbage. They're actually going to help another woman. Um, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash love hour now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash love hour for 15% off today. Um, Love hours, L-O-V-E-H-O-U-R, third, T-H-I-R-D, love.com slash love hour for 15% off today. So the other thing that wives should know about husbands mm-hmm. um, is that we want to be wanted too. You want to be wanted too. We want to be desired. 99.98% of the time that we have sex, it's initiated by me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the husband. Mm-hmm. Most husbands share that same sentiment. Right. Sometimes your wife's receptive to it. Or not most husbands, you should say. Or I mean, when I did the love hour, most husbands were agreeing. Okay, but now this audience is wider you don't think you want to rephrase it and don't say just say husbands and say like higher desire most higher desire people. <laughs> i'm just trying to be Whoever more higher desire usually is the initiator because what i have learned through my book club and having high desire women in mm-hmm. there is that that same sense of rejection exists for them as so well. are they experiencing the same thing the way i am yes and their husbands are like, nah, and they feel just so, Yes, and so part of the reason I want to have a low desire man because I want to know if they have cloudy brain as well. Do they, have a con- do they have a construction site brain where they're not registering the stimulus, the, the sexual Got stimulus? It. Got because it. I don't know that. But what, when I have talked to high desire women, they feel that same sense of rejection. Got it. So what I'll say is... I, I mean, I know what we're talking about is what I wish my spouse knew, but what I've learned since we originally did this is that um, high desire women have that same feeling. Okay. Okay. In my marriage, <laughs> I am usually the initiator. Yes. Sometimes you are more receptive than others. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not receptive, but there isn't as many times where you are the initiator. Sure. And uh, for men, we, you know, I'm I'm aging. Yeah. You know, my body's changed. I got man <laughs> boobs. Might need third love for men. Uh, and I, I want to feel wanted. I right. want you to initiate. Sure. You could initiate by mistake. If we're both sleep, you reach across me by mistake to grab the remote and turn the TV off. And you so happen to graze. And graze. that counts. Oh, I'll be like, what's up? I'm not asleep. That counts, though. That counts. If I thought you was intentional, he's intentional. <laughs> I don't want to do that to Travis Green's song. But it doesn't even take much for right, men. Right. You a wink, uh, 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 a sexy text. Winks are accelerators for me, by the way. I don't know how to wink. I know. We've had this Look discussion at my before. Wink. It's not sexy. Can you do it soft? Okay. <laughs> That's why I don't wink. I know it's an accelerator for you. We just said it. I don't feel confident winking. I feel like I have the beginning of a seizure. Do it again. Rihanna can't wink either. The one accelerator list. The I know. one you can't. accelerator. You can't How's my right eye? Th- that's much better than this one. It doesn't feel sexy at all. You're, but also you're just doing it. You have to know okay, what the look appropriate at this, look at this. Context, Kev. Context, context, I know. But look at the execution. That was better. Better? Yeah. Definitely do right. I don't don't do this. I blinking hard. Hello, <laughs> do you like that? Yeah. How that? Look at this. Hey, girl. That's much better. Okay, but one thing that makes me feel wanted and desired is you initiating. Yes. And it's more than being receptive because mm-hmm. a lot of times in our marriage, I know you are sitting there like, well, you know what? I'm okay tonight. If he were to go for it, I'd be open to it. Right. But if he don't go for it, I'm gonna be right in this bed sleep. Mm-hmm. And the moment all I was all I ever ask is if you know you're up for it, 
You started off. You back that thing up on your board. Oh, I can't stand Booty scooch onto that. I'll be ready to go. And that'll make me feel like, man, I am the man. She wants me. Because so much of, um, is it connection or is it ego is wrapped up in that? I think it could be ego. It could be both. Connection too. It's, we want to feel It could be both. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. They don't. I want to be desired. Yeah. I want to know you're attracted to me. I want you. Hey, man, That's you look it. good. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I want you. Right, right, right. I right. want you. I, I want to. Sex is really is being as physically close as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And to know that you want me that way and not just when I want you. Sure. It's the equivalent of, equivalent of you saying, I want you to want to do the dishes. You want me to just jump up and do the dishes because you know it's important to you. Gotcha. And jump in without having to be told, coxed, or asked. Because yeah. it's the same. If I come home, you come home and the dishes are, the house is clean. Mm hmm. That's different than if you say, hey, can you help me clean the house? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it's what you're the same thing for sex. I want you to come over and be like, well, let's get in there. Let's yeah. get these draws. Yeah. There's a one time when you were, man, I was traveling. I've been gone for what a minute. What you about to say? And all, I, all you said was, when you get home, it's me and you. Mm. Take a shower and it's me and you. And I was just like, I asked him if I could fly the plane. <laughs> so I could be like, I'll drive the boat. How do you make it go the fastest? Can you drive to my house? <laughs> land in the valley. Don't don't land at Burbank Airport. That's closer to my house. And it was just a simple thing right. like that. It wasn't it wasn't super dirty. It yeah. wasn't all that. Yeah. It was just like I've missed you. I can't wait to see you. And I'd be like, you're so I like silly. Will Smith at the end of the Pursuit of Happiness. <laughs> I want to be loved. Oh my god! I want to be wanted. And we need that. The same way you need to be told, I'm beautiful, I love you, you look good. I need the same thing in a negligee. Oh, see, you just don't know. <laughs> I well can't. Here's the line I crossed it every time. Every single time. Okay, did you have anything else you wanted to add there? <laughs> okay, where are we at? Are we going to stop here and maybe do a part two? I think so. I think I don't want to rush it. Okay. And I think we have enough left on the on the bone and what uh, else do we have to talk about so we have we did intimacy i think we're almost done there with intimacy intimacy and then communication i think is one of them yep and he doesn't want you to fix it yes is another one we'll spend more time there okay we'll spend more time there next week yes all right so thank you guys so very much for joining us today on today's love hour episode part one Mm -hmm. um and we will go into part two Next next week We'll Until, be in Mexico for then, for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely be in Mexico for then. Um, thank you again so much for... Thank you again so much for... <laughs> makes no sense. We're tired. We thank love y'all. Thank you for bye, joining us bye. today on today's episode. Bye, bye. Um, I do. I haven't plugged the Love Hour uh, conference, so I just want to say really, really, really quickly that um, the Love Hour conference registration is open right now today. And so if you're interested in more information, the speakers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, go to thelovehour.com. Um, to find more information. All right, then. Okay, bye.